We'd be good to go. <laughs> I think we are. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Mavi's Corner on this cold but sunny day as the sun is out again having another illusion. So, of course, if you have to go outside today, make sure you bundle up. And if not, just stay inside. But either way, we are not going to complain as we are here in the land of the living, which is always something to rejoice in. And as I started this month, I told everyone that I was going to dedicate all my shows this month to the Black community since it is Black history to play homage to the Black community. So with that being said, I definitely want to go ahead and start and jump into the topic of today. What today's topic is mental health amongst Black men, in which I have a special guest for everyone, Mr. Robert Allen Bailey, a mental health therapist. How are you doing today, Robert? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't complain. <laughs> good, good. Indeed. Okay. Well, Where do we I begin? Want to thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, first, I want to thank you for being on the show here with me today. I know you probably have a, a busy schedule, so I thank you for that. Um, no I first problem. just want to start off with uh, a mental health therapist, and I know in the Black community, it's kind of hard for men, especially, to express you know that they're having mental issues or you know things of that sort so do you feel like you know where it stems from like why black men have an issue with expressing how they feel mentally um so two things right i think his i think there is some programming that happens around that culturally right dealing with patriarchy just in the western world expectations around men and things like that but you know I, i would say before i dive into that that a good percentage of my practice is black men and black boys, actually. Oh, wow. You know, um, and so I think that it's changing, right? I think, That's you know, I think, I think our sisters are ahead of us in terms of like the wellness culture. I mean, if right. you go on YouTube right now and you look up like guided meditations, right? For black people, the majority of them are gonna be run by black women. They're gonna be high right. quality, well-produced, you know? It's, we're getting there, but we're, we're we're far behind in that regard. But but we're getting there. Um, right. And so with that said, I think, you know, <clears throat> I I think a, a lot of it has to do with patriarchy. Are you familiar with Bell Hooks? I am not. No. Enlightened. Okay. Yeah. Check out Bell Hooks. She is probably like you know the premier. She just passed actually um, oh, wow. a few months ago. She's probably one of the premier black womanists or feminists, depending on you know um, what have you. And so her work on patriarchy has been transformational for a lot of black women, right? And I, I've begun okay. reading, she, she has some writings for black men as well. At any rate, there, I, I think patriarchy, which is again, the expectations around how men should conduct themselves, right. uh, male dominance, right? Even kind of taking in that kind of Christian view of, you know, man is the head of the household, you know, things like that. Um, and so I think there is an expectation for men to be leaders and that often is pictured as it being cold and detached emotionally and things like that this stoicism kind of idea and so with that being said I, I think that a lot of men first and foremost uh you know you you get the kind of the tropes about you know uh, uh, you know you shouldn't cry be a big boy and right. things like that um we also I think stop receiving affection much sooner than our female counterparts right like right you know a, a, a boy can't sit on his father's lap as long as a girl can a, a girl can come home from college and hop on her <laughs> daddy's lap you know that what is, that's actually true because my i have a, a baby nephew 
and mm-hmm. he's like four and it's something that I've actually had to tell his dad because his dad is always like oh stop crying or, you know be a man yeah. and I'm like he's four he's yeah. going to express himself like telling him to do that is going to cause him so many problems later on so that's mm-hmm. true I've noticed that indeed indeed and so you know we we stopped receiving affection very very soon you know and then there's the shutting down of emotions like you said be a man and things like that and so i think it it teaches um it teaches black children to divorce um the hurt from the harm if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like like we can identify um the 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 harm but we can't identify the hurt you know what i'm saying so i see that with a lot of my male clients i see with all my black clients right but it's it's very intense in the boys the boys pick it up quick i have a 14 year old client right now who can identify the hurt or the, or the harm but his his you know he almost has an automatic response of but but i'm not worried about it but it doesn't bother me and it's like i have to keep telling him it's okay for it to bother you if it didn't bother you're not, you you're okay. going to mention it, you know um, okay so it's almost as if they they've become programmed Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. I can see that because honestly, I'll be honest with you, I've been like that my <laughs> I've been like that my entire life. It's like yeah. I'm I'm completely detached from my okay. person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. So it's just like, yo, I'm good. You know, and I keep it moving yeah. because and everybody's like, So you're not upset? No, I'm like, No, I, yeah. I, it's whatever. So no, I can see that especially more with black men Indeed. than a female. And so, and so consequently we never learned the nuances of our emotions, you know? Right. Like mo- most of my clients, like they, especially the kids, like they only have one mode in their mind, anger, right? And so a lot of my work is helping them get in touch with their body. What do you feel when you're angry? Well, like, like okay, let's start here. What does it feel like when you're at peace? So, okay, envision um, a happy memory or a person you feel safe with. What's going on with your body? Do you want to relax anything? Okay, now now picture somebody who you don't like or who doesn't like you, you know? And like, it, it's right. that slow work of like, beginning to help them just identify the emotions in their body because sometimes they don't have the emotional intelligence yet to identify what exactly they're feeling right and how do you work with somebody around mental health and they can't identify what they're feeling right and so we got to get into the body and so the last thing I would say that creates um this sort of detached man right is Mm -hmm. the the roughness around which we parent in the black community Mm, right and again I think it's something that's changing Right, but we've right. often seen gentleness as a white attribute. Right, I agree. I don't understand it, <laughs> yeah. but I agree. Yeah, yeah. We like if I wouldn't slap my coworker when they get on my nerves, if I wouldn't slap um, my boss, if I wouldn't slap my friend, if I wouldn't slap my girlfriend, why do I think it's okay to slap my child when it does a child's action? Yeah, I, I've never understood that. And I've actually asked people that. Um, I know mm. someone in particular that does that, and I always ask her okay if you're gonna do this to your kid you know you can't go to work and do this because you're gonna be fired written up and might exactly. sue, arrested you know, whatever right <laughs> yeah so i'm like so why do you feel like this is your, you know you can do it because it's your child and the first thing they always say well this is my child yeah. right but they have feelings and everything too so you can't just do whatever you want to do because it's your yeah. child yeah so and, and they have a much smaller brain right a right. developing brain where right. they're, they're in the stage of life of bad decisions right their, their right. brain is designed for bad decisions right now <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and so right. it's like it's like having a dog and beating them for being a dog or for barking you're gonna beat them or 
they pooped in the house. You ain't teach them. You ain't house train them. You don't take them outside. You're gonna beat them. That's that's right. that's animal abuse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And so if you beat a child for being a child, that's abuse. You that's know, abuse, um, right. and more than just putting your hands on the way we talk to them. The, we talk the, so yeah, hard, it's so hard to black children. It's so Woo! hard. It's like it's and and that's why I was mentioning to you earlier as far mm-hmm. as the the programming part because yeah. not only do we fail to show the affection part. But the words that we speak to a lot of oh. our young children oh. makes so it even rough. worse. It's just like we never, we don't do like, I know my love language is words of affirmation, so I'm big mm. on words. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, you know, I notice that when I'm kind of watching people, especially in the black community, when we speak to our kids, yeah. we say some of the worst things to them and we kind of laugh it off. And I'm like, no, it's not funny. I'm like yeah. just because they're allowing you to do it or they're ignoring it or whatever, it mm. leaves a lasting effect. And Indeed. I think a lot of us fail to understand that. Indeed. I, I, I recently had to have a conversation. And I have a conversation with all my parents, right? That's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If you come work with me, there ain't really no such thing as, as individual therapy for children. At some point, it's gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be talking to you. I'm going to be talking to We're going to be together, right? It's, it's family therapy at a point, you know? Right. And so I, I have to tell all my parents, like one parent in particular, they were telling me that they began to understand that the child I was working with was more gentle than their other siblings. But mm. she mentioned that her two older siblings or children made the comment to her that, hey, you weren't gentle with us like you are with so-and-so. And mm. she was like, yeah, well, y'all didn't need that. And I, and I had to tell her, I was like, no, 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 no. They all needed it. They all that's, needed that, it. That's right. why they're complaining. Even if they're joking, they're serious. They're or serious. they would be serious if they had been taught to be more in tune with their emotions. Right. So they may only be able to express it as a joke because they don't think you're going to care anyways. And you ain't taught them how to care, right? And so I, they, they all needed it. But oftentimes in the Black community, the child who won't tolerate it, who, who, who can feel intuitively that this is wrong, what you're doing to me, is seen as disrespectful. Right? Yep. Talk back. I, uh, I was that uh, child. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. <laughs> me I too. I was that child. I was me always too. like, yo, like, you can't, this isn't right, or you can't do this. Or I yeah. would always ask those questions, like, well, why are you talking to me like this? Or why did you say it like this? Or you didn't have to say it like this. And I was the disrespectful one. Or instantly, yeah. I was being marched exactly. up to the church for one of the pastors or the deacon to talk to me. And I'm like, exactly. no, this is exactly. just not right. And never, it's like everyone ignored it or with that blind yeah. eye. And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't okay. Mm. And maybe we, we getting somewhere, maybe. Because after when they see that in you, what do they try? They try to break you. Yes. They, they would try always to try you. to yes. I never forget yeah. there was a time where my mom had said something to me or she did something and I knew it wasn't okay. And I was yeah. just really, really frustrated. And I had asked her why. And she got upset because yeah. I asked her why. And it just went downhill from there. And Ooh. she took me. Yeah, it went down. <laughs> it went downhill. Now nah, let me ask you me. oh go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. No, you're fine. I, I won't forget. I thought you, I thought you were. Um, but you no, she, um, she took me to speak to one of the, the deacons and mm-hmm. she just, oh my gosh, this deacon made me feel so low by the time she finished talking to me. And she just kept throwing up like different Bible verses. And she was like, you know, the Bible says that um, you shorten your days and you disrespect your parents and mm-hmm. you don't question your mom and you let her do what she needs to do to parent. Oof. And I'm like, yeah. right. I was like, no, that's not okay. And after that, I I didn't question it, but it was more so I became so angry because I was like, yeah. no one's listening to me as far as why I feel like this is not okay or yeah. why this is bothering me. It's like everybody kept ignoring what I said to the point I was like, yo, I'm done. I just, I guess mm-hmm. I, I was always one of those kids that I had detached. 
um, for certain things. But I, yeah, I was mm. like, I'm just done. I'm not even gonna keep trying to explain myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I never watched it. I, I, I was definitely that. They, they told me. Yeah, they told me my temper was made for the penitentiary. You know, that's what they used to tell oh, me when I was growing yeah. up. They, I was disrespectful and things. Cause I, yep. I just, I had a strong sense of injustice. Like, no, this right, y'all right. not doing me right right now. <laughs> like, you know, right. Uh, maybe let me ask you. Right? Okay. Um, you are not really allowed to feel a range of emotions in the black home, right? And we're generalizing, right? And this is maybe even more something from our day of growing up, right? It's changing a little bit nowadays, right? Um, and what else? And if they see defiance in you, if they see that you'll stand up for yourself, even against adults and elders, they'll try to break you. They will try. If you, like, if we trace that back generation by generation, where do you think that mindset comes from? Who was the ultimately, original authority figure that you couldn't question? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I do feel like it comes from slavery. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like ultimately it comes from yeah. slavery and that unfortunately we just were never able to break it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or we felt like just because we were treated this way, we became so accustomed of it that it was okay mm-hmm. or that we were supposed yeah. to live this way. Because trauma can become culture. Unfortunately, yeah. Anything can become culture, right? Right. And so when you when you look at the plant, we, we always have to look at the, the plantation because we're talking about so, socialization, programming, right? And right. so when you think about on the plantation, we could not feel a wide range of emotions. Nope. You, your wife could Any be at all. raped in front of you and you could you not express an ounce of anger or even sadness, right? You could be getting whipped. You're... you're your, your child could be getting whooped in front of you, right? They could be getting stripped from your arms and be sold to another plantation. And you could not wail for them, yo. They, they, would, they would beat you raw for expressing pain. Expressing yourself, yep. You know, you, 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 you couldn't, you know? And, and God forbid that you had any defiance in you. All manner of, of atrocities will be committed against you to, to, right. to, to, to take that out, to break you. You know, and so it's like we, and I don't care if you're Haitian, Jamaican, Trinidadian, African American, we. It's all, yeah. 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 And and now we have it as culture, right? Be seen and not heard. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's culture. And so we wonder why um, black men become adults and they can't really express themselves. And the reality is that a lot of our. A lot of our parenting in the black community is still plantation politics. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. I know I was actually talking to a guy and he had a habit of always shutting down. Like I would always know when something mm-hmm. was wrong because he would always just kind of disappear just about. Just will yeah. always just disappear. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, so are we like, did he ghost me? <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? Um, yeah. And then he would come back and he's like, you know, while well, I was just going through this depression, well, I would always try to get him to talk to me. And it's like, he wouldn't talk to me. Or he would mm. always feel like if he talked to me that he was being too vulnerable or yeah. that he was showing a sign of weakness. And I was like, no, it's okay to show that you're not okay. Like, yeah. I, I get that you may have been raised that you're supposed to be this, you know, macho man, not cry type thing. I think that's the biggest problem because now you're fighting all these emotions because you don't know how to handle them. You don't know what to do because yeah. you've never been taught or shown how to handle your emotions or that it's okay to have emotions so yeah it, it definitely it's it's a struggle yeah and I, a struggle. I and here's the thing that i think some and i and trust me um 
I understand the difficulties of like, uh, you know, relationships, especially between black men and black women, you know? Right. I also do couples counseling, right? And I also have my okay. own relationship, you know? And so like, um, but I think also just because black women are socialized to be more expressive, that doesn't make them safe emotionally. I agree. Now that not, I definitely not, agree with. That, that's something we don't. That's it. We don't like it in this in this era of like empowerment and things like that. We have we have to be. Sometimes there isn't space for the experience or the observations of other people. That yes, I can acknowledge that my sisters are more expressive. I can right. also acknowledge that I know a ton of black women, and not all of them are safe emotionally. In fact, oh, it's no, rare. I agree. Emotional, it's and, it's, and it's not. This is not isolated to black women. Let me be very clear. Most people aren't safe emotionally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. You know. Um, but I just want to make sure that we don't equate the two. That just because y'all are socializing that way, that I mean. So a lot of our our experience has been that when we've been open with some of our sisters, that that sometimes comes to burn us in the end. You know. Because exactly y'all, y'all know said. y'all could be sharp with y'all tongue. You know what I'm saying? And no, like, like that. <laughs> that's actually what he said. He mm-hmm. kept saying he was just like, you don't understand because the times that I've come out to be open and express myself, it's like it was used against me. And I was hit yeah. below the belt because I was expressing how I felt or what yeah. I was going through. And it just, it bothered my mind because I was like, why would you, why would somebody do that? But over yeah. time, as I started watching, or I even know people, I mean, they sit there when they get upset with, um, their significant other or just someone mm. that, a black guy or whatever they always want to throw all the dirt and you see it on social media all mm. the time people sit there and do it and I'm just like now you do all this but then when he needs to talk to somebody or he turns to somebody else or shuts down you don't understand why but you were part of the reason why yeah yeah and, and let me be fair and say this that patriarchy although it's created by men is sometimes perpetuated by women because women are True. under the same programming that men are under and right. so women often, although men started it, right? Women often right. uphold the belief that um, man up. Why are you crying? You'll see it on right. social media sometimes. I can't, girl, yeah. I can't have a man crying all over the beat. Most, most women could not be under the tutelage of like a, a, a female Christian minister, a, 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 a woman Christian minister, you know? Right. Um, like, like, and so patriarchy, although created by men and mostly sustained by men and it mostly profits, um, men, you know, is still often upheld by women in the same way that racism is often upheld by black people in different ways, be it right. by, uh, in, like, you know, um, by like a, an action, like actively or, or subconsciously where we um, sabotage our own efforts or we won't right. gather collectively or something like that. Like we, we often um, perpetuate, at this point, a lot of racism is self-perpetuated, right? I'm not going to act like there are institutional no, things and things like that. But, you know, agree. yeah, some of it is just like we don't want to take the time to get together as a people. We don't want to make the sacrifice in this generation. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, yeah. It's a competitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Indeed. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely can see where you're coming from with that. Indeed, indeed. So there's nuance here, right? I don't want to I don't want to make anything black and white. Right. There's a large amount of gray right. even between men and women, especially black men and women. Um, racial politics and things like that. It, it's, it's nuanced, too much to, to detail in this conversation, but I, I do just want to bring that scope to it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Greatly appreciate that. So I know you a lot of your clients, black men, black uh, yeah. young boys. Um, yeah. Do any of them kind of have the same backstory as far as like why they have a hard time opening up? It's like, do you notice that it's all kind of 
the different things no it's generally the same it's that it's that it's that programming it's that it's that okay. that program you know stop crying get up you're okay I'm gonna give you something to cry about, mm. you know, um, that kind of thing. And then it gets perpetuated, you know, by the greater society. You sure right. can't have no strong emotions around no, you know, it's not safe to be emotional around around white people. I mean, especially not no cops and nothing like that. That's usually our first interaction, That's right? True. Most yeah. black people is like the police or your teacher or something like that. And so, you know, then it's perpetuated by your peers. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, you know, now you're getting into uh, boys beginning to you know um get into domination politics right because uh, so i should say this oftentimes we talk about respect in the black home we're really talking about dominance you know what right I'm saying? we you want me to fear you you want me to be afraid of you like um oftentimes we we beat respect into our children in the sense that we we traumatize them as opposed to building respect via love you know right. what i'm saying and like gentleness you know and so what happens is children be go, begin to go then play these dominance games that they played at home that their parents played with them. They go play it in the street. And that's why you get so many it's black like, boys. Yeah, blowing they br- each other brains out and he respected me. Yep. We're it, not oh, talking about respect. Well, yep. Yeah, yep. we're talking about dominance. Yep. He, tried to, he did something to try to make me feel like I was beneath him. And so yep. I constantly you know what I'm saying? And like, and so, and it, and it, it's a, it's a direct outgrowth of you disrespecting me in the home, and so I'm gonna beat you for it. You know what I'm saying? And now we're expecting children with developing brains to have the same restraint that a, an adult might have, even when adults don't have it, right? But like, we're right. expecting children to go out and operate from the, um, with the same restraint, because you might not beat your child into unconsciousness, but a right. child won't have that same control, and so. You know, um, the game gets perpetuated on, on many levels of why we become. It's not safe to be now. Once you now, once you exit your home and you have these traumatized kids coming into uh, an environment that's um, unregulated by adults or any kind of rule or law or anything like that. At that point, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? A, a lot of our right. people are traumatized. A lot of us have been right. through trauma, and so you know that makes us volatile and, and irrational at times. And so when you're out in this environment as a young black man or a young black boy, individuals through trauma, there's a very good chance you're either subjected to trauma in the future or you're going to be a traumatizer. Does that make sense? If if you've been abused, if you have like, I mean, not many people dodge the bullet of becoming an abuser or an abused again in their future, right? right? And so when you step out into the public, you have these two dynamics at play where you have children who have been abused and now they're looking to abuse others. And so they, they can identify weakness because they see it in themselves. And so they are like, they are hunting in these environments, these impoverished environments, these undereducated environments and these traumatized environments. And so it is, it was not safe for me to show my emotions in my environment. It it wasn't. I will be looked at as fools in that environment. Right. And so I, I had to develop a mask in order to survive. In order to survive, some, yo, something bad could happen. There, there were times when I had to be more aggressive than I wanted to, to maintain my safety. Because you can't talk to some people sometimes. Sometimes True. the only a person under, uh, understands is violence. And, you, and, right. and sometimes you have to become violent just to maintain safety. But what happens is when your home is violent, 
when your school is violent, school, uh, yeah. when, the, when the playground is violent, when the basketball court is violent, we, you never exit the violence. And so you never get a chance to develop those other emotions. Right. And so now my anger is like a is like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Um, right. But my ability to say, hey, that hurt me. Can we talk about that? I really don't like it when you do that. It's super undeveloped. Like it is like right. a vegetable in a bed somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel me? And so like that, it's the it's the it's the it's the programming, right? It's the programming that happens. And again, we can even, although we can even take that back to the plantation, the, the buck fighting, right? Um, you know, if you wind up in a a penitentiary, you know, there's a, there's a good chance that you might die fighting another black man, you know, or, or at the hands of a guard and things like that. And we know that the, the prison is, the prison is essentially like a a microcosm of the streets. You know, we, 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 it mimics each other. Right. And so a lot of games that are being played in these extreme areas of dominance then gets perpetuated by the street. For example, you know, I think it was in the 90s or so that um, 80s and 90s, I want to say, where um, they began closing down a lot of like the um, psychiatric wars in the inner city. And the streets began became flooded okay, with flooded. individuals who, who, who needed psychiatric care. And so you have legitimate like sociopaths <laughs> running the ghetto. On the right? street. And, yep. that, and that's now my big homie. Right. And so right. It, it, it's. The, the the dynamics that that have crafted black men and so although a black man may not have engaged in those levels of violence every one of us who grew up in those neighborhoods have bit have felt its pressure right we, we we know it's 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 grinding that it does on us every day to to it, it, it's it, it there's it's the the black community can be safe america can be unsafe for black women in a number of ways right right but there is an intense threat of bodily harm of like death, of like violent death. And, I, and I'm not saying it's not there for women. Let me be very clear, right? Sexual assault is so common right. amongst our women. Let me be very clear. Um, but I go play basketball knowing I can get my brains blown out today because somebody was having a bad day. Just right? because some, right. You, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, um, and so I think there's a, a good amount of trauma. You know, I remember I, I went to an HBCU, <clears throat> Oakwood University, shout out, Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> And I remember when I got there, uh, I was probably about 20. I came a little late. I had already done a little college before I came. Uh-huh. And I used to carry a knife on me. And I remember oh, wow. one morning, um, I got up. I'm just getting dressed. I put my knife on me. Like, this is something I do every day. It's something I did since I was, you know, in ninth grade. Like, you know, this wow. is what I had to do in my environment. Like, you better have something on you. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, and my roommate, who was from... Um, Compton, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was a blood or whatever, same kind of story. He saw me doing that. He's like, yo, Rob. he had been there for, I think, a year or two by then. He was like, yo, Rob, you don't need that anymore. And I, I laughed at him like, bro, what you, like, come on, cuz, you know where you're from? Like, what you, what you mean I don't need this, bro? Like, you tripping, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, nah, he was like, yo, you safe now. Wow. I was like, damn, like, yo, I, and it, it, it just, that it, mindset all those it that's hit me that I haven't felt safe in years. That's what. I, that's why I said that because when you yeah. said ninth grade and you, that's a really long time to have yeah. that mindset that you've got to keep something on you to be safe or to protect you. Like that, I yeah. couldn't even imagine. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine living like that. Yeah, and so I, I think we, you know, then women get into a relationship with me because I'm a. You know, you know, I, I think a good looking, educated brother, well spoken, <laughs> well dressed, right. you know what I'm saying? But in reality, I still got all this trauma that's unprocessed. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you're trying to connect with me and I'm limited because like I am, I haven't addressed what my family did to me. I haven't addressed what my community did to me yet. Right. And so I'm not, I'm not really here right now sometimes, especially when we get into conflict because the ways I've been taught how to handle conflict are not conducive for It's not the, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually done that before. I've actually dealt with somebody same thing and I just felt like oh he was fine but as I kept talking to him and certain things like if we would get into an argument I was like yo he's still broken Yeah, I was like he's still broken he needs to get to the point of where he is okay before we can even move further so yeah I've seen that myself personally as well indeed 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 Indeed. And so, you know, I think I think that has a that, that it's a complex story and every brother's story is different because we don't all come right. from the inner cities. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but we all have our traumas. Not many people, if anybody makes it through this world without the deep, deep pain that sits with us, that, you know, that dark night of soul, the things that we right. that we have to grieve and mourn and the losses. And, the, you know, like life is hard, you know, so. Yes, it is. It definitely mm-hmm. is, and I, I feel like we need more mental health therapists, more Black mental health therapists such as yourself, when it comes yes. to the Black community. But like you said, it's it's forward, and I'm glad to see that. I just know that it seems to still be a struggle with some people. Mm-hmm. I know I was seeing something on social media the other day um, that someone was asking, you know, why don't Black men go to therapy? And mm-hmm. all the I kept seeing was the same of well they don't want to feel stupid or they don't want to look stupid or nobody's going to take them serious or be laughed at or they you know tried to express themselves to people before and they mm. get laughed at so it's finally turning but there's still some struggles um yeah. with now i did just want to ask this real quick before we wrap up if people wanted to reach mm. out to you how would they be able to reach out to you most simply probably instagram robert allen bailey on instagram you can also find me find me at beachstonecounseling.com beachstonecounseling.com um you can email me at robert allen bailey at gmo.com and yeah feel free to reach out um I'm, I'm actually trying to i do so right now my my therapeutic services are limited to the state of florida right um okay. but i'm allowed to do coaching nationwide and so coaching could be spiritual coaching right it could right. be manhood coaching quote unquote what you know and so um it could be couples coaching right like it could be whatever whatever you you, you need to do if you want to reach out or if we just have a question feel free to okay. um to, to hit my inbox you know um and i and i'll do my best to, to put you in the right direction to give you some insight or whatever you know yeah okay all right well i definitely appreciate information um on my instagram as well and as always i want to thank everybody for listening to mobby's corner today don't forget you can always listen to me on wednesdays i'm nine o'clock eastern at blue rain radio.com and that's blue r-e-i-g-n radio.com or get their google app and as always i'm always on apple google spotify anchor and iheart and wherever else you get your podcast from until next time bye-bye